the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host today and former speechwriter for Vice President Harris. Not really. I don't know if I've done the show enough to uh, let all of you know I'm not really writing those speeches, but somebody is. Somebody needs to go. Anyway, I'm not really going to get into that today because today is Open Line Friday. That means anything you want to talk about, we will change the subject. Anything that's on your mind, you want to give us a call, and we will talk about that today. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-LA-TALKS. T-A-L-K-S. 888-528-2557. So open line. Anything you want to talk about. We'll change the subject. I'm going to talk about stuff, of course. And I'm the host, you know, so we'll, we'll figure out how that flows. But you know what? I know that you have a lot of things on your mind and a lot of different things that you're saying, you know, why aren't we talking about this? Maybe we should talk about this. Maybe you have a Bible question. I'm a pastor and uh, I can answer it or I can refer you to some other person. I can talk about current events. Maybe there's just something that you think is important. I was on a app recently where there was a conversation about how to load your dishwasher, and you would not believe what a great conversation that was, the proper way to load a dishwasher. I might even do a whole show one of these days on that subject alone. What's the best way to load a dishwasher? Well, you can call me about anything at all. It can be fun. It can be serious. We'll do it all today. Today is for you, 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number here for Southern California Live. We're here every day, every weekday from 3 to 5 live in all of Southern California. So many of us together coming to the table for encouragement, some fun, some information, conversation about the issues of the day from a Christian perspective. And uh, I'm ready. I've got my coffee, the brew of the believer, and I am ready. I'm ready to take your calls. That number again is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. If you are in a place where you can't eat, you can't call, you can email right now at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, and uh, the email will be routed to me, and we will, we'll, you know, uh, talk about whatever it is that you send us if, if that happens. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number. Lots of things going on, of course, in the news, very serious things going on in Ukraine as that battle continues. And, you know, as that keeps going, um, they keep warning us about some pretty bad things coming. But it does seem to be getting pushed off. I hope that that really, really happens. Um, and um, meaning that the, the war ends before, and I hope we don't have the chemical weapons or the nuclear or other things that are being threatened there. Somebody said, uh, and I think they're right, if Ukraine doesn't, you know, Ukraine wins by not losing that's how they, they win this battle. So that's going on. That's pretty serious. And this week, we've had a lot of conversation about gas prices. We've had a lot of conversations about inflation, what that means for our lives. Maybe you've got some thoughts about that. I'm wondering if it kind of uh, this past week, especially with uh, gas prices going out of control, going from you know maybe about a little bit below $4 or a little bit before uh, below $5 all the way up to well over 6 uh, this week. Has that jolted you? 
a bit. Is there, I feel like there's an uneasiness out there. Maybe it's obvious why there's an uneasiness, but um, maybe we're not quite putting our finger on it, or maybe we do know. 888-528-2557, anything you want to talk about today. All right, I'm going to go to the phones right now. Paul from Whittier. Paul, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you. What's on your mind, Paul? Well, I just uh, commented to uh, get your opinion on our uh, president, how he's uh, handling the situation in, in Ukraine. Okay. And uh, another, one more question is uh, how, how are our vice presidents doing? Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, she, you know, you never hear about her at all. So, yeah. Uh, those two. All right. Hey, what, what's your thought about it? Are you are you a fan? Are you wondering on the fence? Are you uh, not a fan? Where you at? Well, uh, with, with, I didn't vote for uh, for Biden at all, and uh, and I'm not too much of a fan of, uh, on him. I just feel that uh, he's not doing his job, uh, you know, to the utmost. Uh, um, what 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 I, I think he's capable of doing, and I just feel that uh, we're going to be with him for another. Two years, so uh, I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, okay, Paul. I appreciate that question. So Paul's asking uh, some of my thoughts about it. You know, we we talk a lot about on this program about the need to pray for our presidents that uh, and our leaders, not just our presidents, but our political leaders. And the reason, the number one reason we need to do that is because the Bible tells us to do that. The error, the error that I think we make sometimes in that whole thing is that when we say I'm praying for the president or Governor Newsom or the mayor or whatever it is, whoever it is we're praying for, sometimes I think the error is that we're praying that they're successful with the agenda that they bring to the table, and that's not what we're praying about. We're first of all praying for their souls, and we're, we're praying that they make right decisions. We're praying that they change their mind if the policy is bad. We're praying that they would actually seek the Lord for their decisions, and we are praying that because we want them uh, to do well because it does affect our country, obviously. But it, most importantly, whatever happens in the world, it affects the church. It affects who we are. It affects our ability and our focus on, um, on things going on in the world. So when Paul writes, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority— that we may live, here's the reason, that we may live in peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And he continues, he says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. You know, I... uh, Personally, I'll talk about the presidency once in a while. I'm a presidential historian. So one of the things that I hope happens is that I hope Biden turns out to be the right person at the right time. And we seem to have that with a lot of our presidents for various reasons, for different for different reasons. And sometimes we know that over time. Um, so I think we pray for him to do well. My, my opinion is he has not had a good first year at all. Um, it's not even close. But I also know something about politics, which you probably do too, I'm sure that you do, is that, you know, he could be doing pretty bad now, which he got, uh, I think his approval rating jumped up after State of the Union, and there's usually a jump in approval rating when there's a crisis, so the war and other stuff. But before that, he was running about 30, between 33 and 38 percent, depending on the poll, which is really bad for a first-year president. Um, 
the thing is, is in Lyndon Johnson, President Johnson put this the maybe the best way. He said, the thing is about politics is today you might be chicken doo-doo, but tomorrow you might be chicken salad. And things can change. He used different words in case you look that uh, that quote up. He used different language that we wouldn't say, but that was Lyndon Johnson. So we want to pray for the president. I don't think he's done that great of a job. Um, I'm hoping that all of his experience in Washington, um, while that might make him blind to how the world actually runs uh, in some ways, there might be some advantage to that when it comes to having conversations with other people. I hope he's doing well physically. I worry about that. I know that many of you do. The vice president, I uh, made a joke about her, her in the beginning here. Every time she says something, it's uh, it's not real good. Uh, but I have a friend, I have a friend who knows her personally, who wrote me a couple of weeks ago to say when she's president, because the opinion is Biden may not make it the whole four years, uh, you're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised at how well she does. And I hope that person's right if, if Kamala Harris should become president. Uh, we need that. So I think that before we get too harsh on our leaders, we have to realize that uh, they're the leaders we've got. And I think you can pray for them to be the best leaders possible, and then you can even pray that they don't get reelected and that we get somebody even better. Um, I think that matters a lot. I also think in our world today, there's a lot of, of politics, and this happens a lot with every president, certainly happens with Biden. It happens a lot with Trump. Uh, when he was the president, you got to watch the whole clip. You got to watch everything he says because they'll take, you know, Trump especially because he'll say something kind of outrageous, and that would be the the clip that's on the news. But if you go on the C-SPAN side and you watch the whole speech or you watch everything, you get a context that's a, you get a context that's a little better. Most of the time, not every time, but most of the time, it makes him look a little better when things are in the context. And that's something else I think as believers we need to be um, really wanting to be truthful as much as we can. Um, and part of that is to understand that we have a media that is not uh, geared towards giving us the truth. They're geared towards getting clicks and advertisements and viewers and selling commercials and all of that stuff. That's what they are for. All right, hopefully that answers your question. We'll talk about politics a lot on the program here and there, but uh, that's some of my thought right now. We're at Open Line Friday. I got some things that we can talk about together, but if you have something you want to talk about, give us a call here on Southern California Live, 888 888- Five two eight two five five seven is the number eight 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 l a talks uh let's go to Rick in Ontario Rick, welcome to Southern California Live. How are you yes sir thanks for having me i was uh yes Rick as an old time cocaine habit I used to do cocaine and they would advertise on the television how they want to get rid of it and whatnot and it would stimulate wanting to get high again. I didn't. Um, you mean when you saw, when you uh, saw your, when you, story when is, you saw your, well, the moral to I, the I was going to say that when that. you, yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, go ahead, Rick. Can you hear me? My story. Yeah, I'm here. Well, the moral of my story is when, uh, you have a telephone and you quit doing porn or you even call them up to tell them, don't do that to me no more. Don't advertise. They load up on your telephone. You will never get rid of them. You nearly got to get rid of your phone. That's oh, I all see I what have you're saying. Say. All right, Rick. Rick, thanks for calling. Uh, Rick was saying that when he was, uh, had a, I think in the old days doing some cocaine that uh, he'd see the advertisements and it would make him want to do it more. So I guess when Rick saw his uh, brain on drugs 
he liked that whole thing. He thought, hey, you know, that sounds pretty good. I was going to make that joke with you, Rick. Uh, but I think you had your radio on, so you were hearing me delayed uh, through the radio there. Uh, and I'm just kidding. I hope that you're not on that anymore. Rick makes an interesting point about the advertisements. Um, you're you're being tracked with everything you do. That's what kind of makes me laugh about government conspiracies about tracking you. You don't need a conspiracy. They are tracking you through your phone that you carry around. That thing you carry around everywhere, it knows everywhere you've been. In fact, if you go on to somewhere in the Facebook app and somewhere, I think, in your uh, other apps, you can. there's actually a map. It'll show you where you've been. They know everything. <laughs> and uh, he's right about that with the, the advertisements. If you are looking up whatever it is you're looking up, it will change the advertisements that you're seeing. And it's meant to sell you a product, and it's, it's not meant to, in, in its own, to be bad. That's how things are paid for. If you want to know why your Gmail, your Google Mail, or your Yahoo Mail, uh, or your uh, Microsoft free Outlook Mail, why they're free, they're not free. Uh, if you take the time to read all the fine print, they tell you they're reading your emails, and they are figuring out what it is that you like, and then they're going to sell you product, and they're going to send you um, advertisements based upon that product. Uh, that's why it's free. Uh, you should always ask yourself, why is this free? Uh, nothing is free. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it later. There's actually a actual site on Google. Did you know this? And there's one on Facebook also where it will tell you what, the, what they know about you. And you can actually go through and you can edit it. You can say, no, nah, that's not me. No, nah, this is me. That's not me. And uh, that happens on there. It's, it's really crazy. Uh, it'll tell, it will show you what they think your political views are based on what you search for and what you click on, based on the emails that you get. Uh, that is happening. There is, there is no privacy out there in the digital age. And as much as these groups, you know, Facebook and Google and everybody talks about privacy, no, they're not. They, they only can run because um, of what you type into the machine. Uh, that's how it works. All right, 888-528-2557. That's the number. Open line Friday. I'm Scott Furrow, your host today. Uh, Terry from Monetka. Terry, welcome to Southern California Live. Good afternoon, Scott. What are you thinking about today? Hi. Um, I read an article, an opinion article, I think, in today's Times about the death of a Ukrainian family and the uh, volunteer who was assisting them in fleeing to Poland. And it started me thinking again about various questions involving intelligence and planning beforehand. Uh, for example, we have already seen um, Putin's track record in 2004, in 2099, in 2008, in 2014, and mm -hmm. that we would think he was bluffing when he had this 40-mile-long um, phalanx of, of vehicles ready to move into Ukraine and when he had all this other yeah. war preparation going on. Um, I'm, I'm, I've never been associated with United States intelligence, but I, I really don't respect them on this one. They could have seen that something was going on. This was not a bluff. He doesn't bluff that. You know... You know, I think it's right to point out all of the different things in Putin's uh, history. But I would, I would say to go back and look, there's something interesting about our intelligence is actually on this one, uh, we got this right. 
Biden was saying that there was going to be a full-on invasion, and if you Google him and just kind of look at some of the things he was saying in February before it, he was saying, um, which was not the case with many others in the world, that there is going to be a full-blown invasion. Uh, He was probably saying too much. I mean, there's some criticism of President Biden for what he was saying, but I actually think our intelligence uh, so far has been right about this. Um, more than it's been right about anything for a long time. I joked earlier in the week, it's not really a joke, it's kind of what I think maybe, is that maybe we're more in tune to uh, old Cold War stuff, and that's why we're getting this right. And the reason we were so poor at it with everything going on in the Middle East the last few years is we just don't understand how to do intelligence correctly that way. But when, you know, the the Cold War in Russia, um, it's still happening. Thank you for your call, Terry. Appreciate that. There is an article uh, also that came out today, uh, in some uh, group called Atlantic Council. I don't know who they are, but I, I found this article, and it was about what um, she was just talking about in some ways, and this is written by a Syrian person who is talking about how much in common that he has now with the Ukrainians, not so much because of where they live or life, but because the Syrians completely understand what's happening because Putin did this to them in 2015. He came in, and we ignored it, just like she said. Um, and that, I think, is a, is a point that she is correct about, that we should have, pre- we should have blocked this months ago. I mean, maybe that is where um, she's gone now, but that might be where, uh, Terry, you were, you were coming from, is the idea that um, months ago the troop buildup started, and there was a certain point where we knew there were 150,000 troops and I was reading a whole lot of different experts, and some experts were saying, nah, he's just bluffing. But there were some experts who were saying, no, he can't afford to send all those troops down there unless he's going to do something. He's going to do something. Um, we knew this, but you're correct. If we have been paying attention to um, what Putin has been like and all of these other invasions that you mentioned, we should have known. What he did in Syria in 2015 was horrible. He gassed people. He committed many crimes against humanity. He bombed hospitals and schools, just like he's doing in Ukraine. He tortured people. There was sexual violence. There was mass disinformation campaigns. Um, and uh, he covered up the use of chemical weapons against civilians. But there's some, there's some news and video about that, and it's horrifying. And we just let that happen. And his invasion, invasion in Georgia, we let that happen. I think that was 2008. And we have just let this happen. And there is, in the conversation going on today, about maybe this is going to lead to World War III. Well, it's something that we just have not learned. That when you have somebody who is an authoritarian leader, a dictator like Putin, and that is what he is, and who has shown himself to be violent, shown himself to be dishonest, shown himself to be willing to do horrific things, shown himself in all these ways, you have to assume he's going to keep going. And so now we're paying attention because when all that was going on in Syria, he was backing, you know, another bad leader. And, you know, when, when that was happening in Syria, frankly, it didn't affect our gas prices that much and it didn't affect our daily life. We weren't talking about World War III and a lot of the world can ignore it. Now that it's happening in Ukraine, uh, it's affected everything around the world. World War III could happen at any moment. It's NATO. It's a whole bunch of other things, and that's why we're we're looking at this primarily. And there's a lesson. There's a lesson about the bad guys is how much room do you give them? 
Winston Churchill famously said, you can't negotiate with a tiger when the tiger has you in his mouth. And he was saying that when some were suggesting he should negotiate for for peace with Adolf Hitler in World War II. And, you know, Churchill had a lot of support, but he had some people saying, no, uh, Europe has fallen, it's over, you need to go negotiate for peace. And he knew that there's no way that Hitler would go for that. You can negotiate for peace today, uh, but tomorrow he's coming in. Uh, This, by the way, you know, if you want to take a look at it deeper, this is what evil does. Evil corrupts. This is why when it comes to moral decisions and the decisions that we make, uh, it matters. You can't really give an inch to evil. You cannot allow evil into your life. Just in a personal life, the, the devil is ready to pounce on you. The devil is just very, very evil. That's why the personal decisions matter a lot. And um, that's just something to think about. So for the world, you know, I'm hoping that the president, I'm hoping that our government, I'm hoping the governments around the world take this seriously and that this really is the, the end of Putin. Um, he has definitely demonstrated, he already had, but now everybody knows there's no excuse uh, for letting him go on. The only reason that we're not doing more is because he has nuclear weapons. If he didn't, we would have already stopped it. But because he has nukes, uh, we're afraid. We are frightened. Um, and it bugs me a little bit. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I got to take a break. This is Open Line Friday, so we can talk about anything that's on your mind, and um, we'd love to take your calls and just hear what's on your, your mind today. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS is our phone number. Give us a call. Tell us what you're thinking about. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get back from the break. This is the Friday edition of Southern California Live. I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today, and it is a wonderful Friday afternoon here in Southern California. It's great to be with you. We're on from 3 to 5 every day right here. And today on Friday, one of the things that I like to do most of the time on Fridays is do open line Friday, meaning you can call in for any subject at all, and uh, we'll change the subject and talk about what you want to talk about, 888 888- Five two eight two five five seven is the number. Eight 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 LA Talks is the phone number. A lot of stuff going on in the world, of course, and uh, maybe you just have some other questions of of different things. You know, meanwhile in the world, uh, did you know this that India, the country of India, accidentally fired a missile into Pakistan this week? They accidentally fired a missile into Pakistan. You know, and I thought that's. The first thing that goes through my mind is, you know, how do you do that accidentally? Was there a guy who said, oops, and then off goes the missile? And apparently, when you read the article, that is what happened. Pakistan's military said a high-speed flying object has crashed uh, near the eastern city of Mianchanu, if I'm saying that correctly, and its flight path had endangered passenger flights. So you could have been on an airplane and uh, looking out the window and out there goes a missile. How about that? Uh, both of those countries, by the way, have nuclear weapons, so uh, that's a big deal. In a statement, Indians, India's defense ministry said on March 9, 2022, in the course of routine maintenance, a technical malfunction led to the accidental, accidental firing of a missile. The government of India has taken a serious view and ordered a high-level court of inquiry. Well, I bet they did. And it turns out that is what happens. Somebody's just like uh, mopping up and, and sees a switch on the wall or something goes, oh, what's this do? <laughs> there goes the missile. 
Um, you would hope that uh, nuclear nations have have I don't know some kind of safety lock on those things. Uh, did you watch the movie uh, War Games? Remember that old movie? I've been watching these old Cold War movies just because all the stuff going on in the news, just to see if I have a different feel for it, where the computer is going to launch all of the uh, nuclear weapons on its own because it's playing a game. You get an interesting feel for that movie. All right, anyway, um, Open Line Friday, anything you want to talk about, 888-528-2557 is the phone number. 888-LA-TALKS is the number. Troy in San Diego, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, how you doing? Um, I would just like to make a comment on, you talked about you can't let people get a foot in the door. That is so true. All you have to really do is look at America, you know, um, from the 60s, we had the whole free love. From the 70s, when it was living together without sex. The 80s, it became greed. 90s, the LGBTQ community started getting a foothold to where we are now. And it's just been a progressive step of evil that has infected America. And this is why a lot of why we're, well, it is the only why we're in the situation we're in right now. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, to your point there, Troy, I think part of um, the problem is we're not calling it evil. So it's one thing to engage in evil activity. It's another thing altogether to decide that what I'm doing is not evil. And uh, that that creates a big problem. Troy, thank you for your call. And uh, you're right. Uh, Evil is something that once it gains a foothold, it can just tear you up. It becomes a, a cancer. And maybe one of the biggest cancers we have is that we're working very hard to not call it evil. I'm always stunned when it comes to things like uh, pornography, for example, when we decide that what it is is liberating women and it is a positive thing, when it is it is utterly destructive, uh, not just to the, the people performing, but to the viewer especially. It cha- literally changes the brain, and it doesn't change the brain in a good way. It affects your ability to relate to other people. It affects, it makes some people angry. There are no positive benefits to that. And yet we want to say that it's a good thing, that there are, there are many people out there saying, no, no, this is, this is positive. It's empowering and all of that. And it's destroying our country. It is utterly destroying our country. If, if nothing else, it's a waste of time. And uh, people are wasting their lives with things like that. So evil, Troy's right, gets a foothold. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. Anything on your mind, you give me a call today. Mark from El Segundo. Mark, welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing? Um, Great to be on. I have a couple of, I know you're a historian and so am I. So I have a couple of tidbits. The first one is, you know, we've been, we're kind of coming out of this COVID thing with the mask. And, you know, breathing carbon dioxide, breathing your own exhaled air is very, very unhealthy. It could kill you. When I was 10 years old in 1970, we almost lost three astronauts because they were breathing their own exhaled air, carbon dioxide. The uh, scrubbers on the spacecraft became saturated and they had to make a a uh, would-be um, <clears throat> filter and it ended up saving their lives but that was the biggest concern uh, about getting them back that was huge um, the other thing that I have 
is I'd like to talk to you about the failure of ancient civilizations like Thessaly, Thyatira, Philippi, Corinth, Nineveh, mm-hmm. Media Persia, Babylon, Egypt, Rome. Uh, some of those are no longer superpowers like they were. And what's the thing um, that is the common denominator with all of those things? All of those. Yes, places? most of them got invaded. Right. Uh, and the reason <laughs> being, the reason being is because of their behavior. And yes. If you look at the things they enjoyed 2,500 years ago, the things that we enjoy as a country, they just about match, which is yes. very frightening. Now, if I'm a politician, I use the Bible as my script because it tells me the past, so we can avoid those mistakes, mm-hmm. and it shows me the future. Yeah. So I think a lot of our leadership had a bowl of stupid for breakfast. So <laughs> that's all I have. Thank all right. You. Hey, Mark, uh, thank you for your call. I appreciate that. You know, Mark is, is right about that with with civilizations. And you hear me talk about on this program, I'll invite you to, and I know many of your churches do this also, it's part of discipleship that you identify a group of people called your oikos. And your oikos are people that are in your relational world. They're people that you do life with. Your coworkers, classmates, they're your, your family, people who live in your house. They can be roommates. It's next door neighbors. Maybe you don't know your neighbors that well, but you know them a lot better than you think, and they know you, and you interact with them. And there's a history. I talk about that because it's all through the New Testament. That's a Greek word. It means household, but it's referring to this group of people. Jesus refers to it. All of the New Testament is kind of structured around it, that this is the group of people where you can do ministry toward. And because you have influence in their lives, they're going to have to interact with you. They're the ones, your oikos is the group of people that if you went on this radio show right now and you called in and you said, hey, I'm a Christian and you give your testimony, um, your oikos are about 8 to 15 people listening who know you personally, who know whether or not you're making it up because they know you personally. They know what your life is like. See, and that's the group of people where disciple-making happens. But the interesting thing about that from the historical standpoint is that it goes back to some other teaching that the the people in Jesus' time and the biblical time would have understood this conversation about oikos. Oikos is what people can do for each other. Another word is, um, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the other word now, apollos. And that's what the government does. So a group of oikos get together. You can't be the police or the judges and juries. You have to have apollos. And the government does things like make armies and the government does things that the people can't do. And one of the biggest problems throughout all of history is when the government, the polis, is forced to do things for people that the people ought to do for themselves. And that as soon as the government is in charge of um, solving neighborhood disputes, as soon as the government is in charge of um, all kinds of things that the government doesn't really have time for because the government should be producing armies and should be um, dealing with the economy and the big things like that throughout history. Uh, wherever that balance gets crossed, the government eventually falls because it's not paying enough attention to what the government, the polis, needs to do. And the oikos, which is people, what we're supposed to be doing, interestingly enough, in order for society to function, is we are supposed to love our neighbor and not just have a a feel about it, the way societies function well is when people love their neighbor, when the people in the oikos, your coworkers, classmates, everybody, you get along and you look out for each other. 
And it happens where even in business, part of the reason you have a business is because you want to make money and you want it to be profitable. And that's fine. That's the motive for getting into it. But there is another motive. There is even another biblical motive for it. And it's to make sure that there is an opportunity for other people to have a job and have income and to live. And that's something that in our country, we've lost a little bit of where the part of the reason for starting a business is because you can hire a bunch of people and then the community does well. And this is where things go too far when the government's just handing out money to people who maybe aren't working or there aren't, or there's not enough jobs or there's unemployment. It's a big problem for everybody. Uh, these things matter. And when whenever we get away from loving our, our neighbor, whenever we get away from the idea that we should be looking out for one another. The government has to step in and, and do it. And to some extent, you know, great. I'm glad they can do it. You can pay your tax dollars. Certain programs work, certain ones don't. But the more they're doing that, the more they're not doing what governments really ought to do in the big picture. And that's when empires fall. That's when great nations fall. That's been uh, historical all the way through. And if you're really uh, interested in all of this, you can read up on Plato and Aristotle and those guys and uh, then read your New Testament again with that in mind, and you'll, you'll see it. It's all through there. That's why in the, the letters that Paul writes, first few chapters of the book, it's usually talking about theology and doctrines, but then the last few are about relationships and how to apply those doctrines, and who does he talk about? Husbands and wives and coworkers and, and the kids and everybody that you work with and your neighbors. Um, that's because that's how society functions. So if you're interested in that, you can look at it that way. If you're not interested in that, you can give me a call and change the subject right now. On Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557 is the number here in Southern California Live. 888-LA-TALKS is that phone number. 888-528-2557. What's on your mind? What is going on with you? Would you like to ask a question? I'm Scott Furrow. I'm a pastor. I can answer a Bible question. You can just bring up some thoughts of the economy or other things going on in the world. It can even be uh, something fun. I noticed the Dodgers are looking at uh, re-signing Clayton Kershaw, provided he passes a physical, which I think is probably a good take on all of that. So many things going on. We'd love to hear what's on your heart and what's on your mind. 888-528-2557. This is the Friday edition of Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. I'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. I hope you're doing well on this great Friday that you got a great weekend planned for you when you come back. We're doing Open Line Friday here on Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Give me a call. Tell me what's on your mind. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-LA-TALKS. Anything that's on your mind, you give me a call and we can talk about that. Um, you know what this weekend is, is daylight savings time comes again. I thought we'd try to get rid of that a few years ago, right? Didn't we end daylight? We voted. We voted to end daylight savings. What happened to that? Um, It's been three and a half years since we voted to end daylight savings. And I guess here's the problem. The problem is that uh, what we really did was authorize the California legislature to make the switch to year-round daylight savings, but then we have to get permission from Congress and uh, they haven't gotten around to it. And did you know that... uh, Studies indicate that there are health risks with this, including heart attack and stroke, uh, that increase in the days following the spring time change. So you know what? Don't stress about it. 
just get up at two o'clock in the morning and uh, move your clock to three and go back to bed. Just do that. I make that comment every year, and there's always somebody who says, you know, you can uh, just set your clocks uh, before you go to bed. Nope, I'm going to get up at 2 o'clock and move it right to 3 o'clock. No, I'm kidding. I don't do that. 888-528-2557. Henry from Burbank. Welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Henry? Henry. All right, I don't think we got Henry. Henry... All right, Henry, um, we'll come back to you in just a second, Henry. And um, do you like daylight savings time? Maybe that's a good question for discussion. Is this something that you want to do to get rid of it, or do you want to keep it? Do you like the idea of going back and forth? We've shortened the time. It used to be longer that we were on standard time, um, but now we're on daylight savings time for the bulk of the year. We voted to stay on daylight savings time. I think one of the other problems that Congress is having with it is that some states that are in a situation where they do not have to change the time, Arizona would be one of those states, they stayed on standard time and they didn't move to daylight savings time. And I think one of the reasons that this isn't working for California is that we voted to stay on daylight savings time rather than Pacific standard time. And that throws everything off and everybody off. So there we go. We, we did it wrong. Which would you rather be, daylight savings time or standard time, if it came down to it, if you could choose? Let us know. All right, Henry and Burbank, are you back? All right, we still don't have Henry and Burbank. We will get to Henry and Burbank. You just hang on there, Henry. And Oh, hey, Henry, you're here now? Henry? Hi. Hi, Henry. Thanks for holding on with us there. What's on your well, mind today? Uh, you were talking earlier about evil uh, in uh, in our systems, and uh, I was just wanted to relay that I found it pretty disappointing that in 2016 and 2020, we had the opportunity to get evil money out of our government by electing Bernie Sanders and overturning Citizens United, but uh, the, uh, very disappointed that the population of our of our country did not see that opportunity. You, you're a Bernie Sanders fan, or you a uh, um... You're not a Democrat or Republican, or are you Democrat, Bernie Sanders Democrat, or what does he call himself? A Democratic I, Socialist is I'm what a, he calls a it. De- declared independent. Uh, I would say uh, I would say my political alignment is far left. Far me. left. Okay. Well, that would be where Bernie is, right? Um, pretty much. You know, not not considering like the political spectrum, but in America, he's definitely certainly considered further to the left than, uh, right. than, than, the, yeah, well. than normal politicians. <laughs> okay. So you think that the money in government, uh, particularly with our campaigns, is one of the biggest problems, corporate money? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's what lets MSNBC and CNN and Fox News to, to, to lie to their population and get it split apart. You are talking earlier about how it's our responsibility to help our neighbor um and uh and to to love our neighbor as there are as there are our own brothers and mm-hmm. sisters and and these uh media corporations that have money pouring into them that are controlled by the same people that Congress is controlled by is making it harder and harder the more people tune into them do you think that the the problem with media is more about elections or just more about advertising and clickbait and uh, selling time? So hand in hand, I think I think profit is is equal to to evil, and it's something that we need to 
come together as a as a people, as an American people, and say we deserve better than than what we're given. All right. Do you think Bernie Sanders is going to run in twenty twenty four, or is he done? Uh, I think he's older than Biden. No, I I think he's I think he's he's a little 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 too tired to do it this time. But <laughs> you know, I'd love to see a, a younger person who has a track record of being honest with the American people step up. Um, I don't know who that could possibly be, but but time will tell. Okay. All right. So, uh, Henry, coming at it from, uh, thank you for calling Southern California Live and for being a listener here in our program. Bernie Sanders supporter. He wants the money out of the elections and stuff. You know, I think that it's interesting to me that Bernie Sanders got as popular as he did with a lot of people. And sometimes it's because Bernie Sanders, and I think on the other end of the spectrum, Donald Trump in a lot of ways was popular with a lot of people in some way because both of those guys say things that people think about certain issues but nobody wants to say. For example, Bernie Sanders, you know, I don't agree with Bernie Sanders on most things myself. Uh, personally, I think too much government is the problem. That's where I'm coming from most of the time. But, you know, Bernie Sanders once made a point that said if we can spend trillions of dollars on the wars overseas, we ought to be able to spend a couple hundred billion dollars taking care of our veterans. And, you know, I thought, you know what, somebody needs to say that. Why is nobody out there saying that? And I'm I'm not in favor of the deficit spending and all of that. I think it's uh, the, the reason we have so much inflation right now and other things. But, you know, sometimes those guys, they say things. Bernie, to me, sounds like a guy, though, who uh, mostly is upset because you got his order wrong in the drive-thru. You know what I mean? I didn't want onions on this. I did not want onions on my sandwich. That would have been uh, the Bernie Sanders uh, presidency, and it would have been, <laughs> for that reason, fabulous. Um, I don't know if it would have worked for anything else, but, um, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Doesn't that, isn't that what he sounds like? He's the guy arguing with you about that kind of a stuff. Uh, I don't think he's running again uh, or that there's necessarily anybody behind him. But an interesting thought there, the money, um, scripturally, of course, root of all evil. We know that that is behind a lot, and that is what's going on. You know, I don't know about Citizens United or what real effect that has had. You know, some people have had different thoughts about it. Just traded one problem for another, as far as how money gets spent. There are people who suggest that for our elections, the government just should give everybody the same amount, so that everybody running has a certain bank account that they run on that's funded by the taxpayer, and then everybody has the same amount. Is that a good idea? I don't know. Uh, it seems like there's always another way to get money. Uh, there's always another, or if you have your own money. See, I think the problem with that is that if you have your own money, if you're Donald Trump or you're, or you know, Bernie Sanders, he used to complain about millionaires and billionaires, but he dropped the millionaire part once he became one. Um, but if you're a Mitt Romney who had a lot of money, Donald Trump obviously had a lot of money. You could just fund your own campaign, and then and then if the government is funding the other people, they'll be ridiculously outspent. There's a lot of problems with all of that. I think we just need people with a much better vision for our country, a much better vision for where we want to do and to, to be less interested in winning just for the sake of winning. I think that I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. The Ukraine war has been inspiring me to take a look back at some things historically. I've been looking at Churchill a lot, so I'm probably going to quote him a lot because i got a bunch of his stuff now on my mind, but you know what? He really fought for the idea that evil has to stop, that you cannot, you, you cannot appease it. And Hitler was appeased so many times for a long time. And it was not a, it was not, 
something not known what he thought or what he was going to do. His opinions about Jewish people, his opinions about the Third Reich and all of the vision, Aryan race, and all the crazy stuff that he was about, that was not a secret. That wasn't something that suddenly came out later. That was all written in his books. That's what he was shouting about when he was saying all those things, whatever those speeches are. I have no idea what he's saying. Um, well, I do know what he's saying. That's what he's saying. And people were like, uh, well, if it fills my wallet, let's do it. And that was a huge mistake. Anyway, lots of evil going on in the world. Isn't it great, my friends, that Jesus Christ is our hope? When we take a look at these things, and and I'm curious, it's interesting to me having these conversations where we do the open line for various reasons. One of them is, it's I think it's fun to get people's opinions and hear what people are talking about. You get to be on the radio, but on this program, you know, we're a family. And we're a family at KKLA, we're a family at KPRZ, and we get to bring these things to the table. And I've had a sense over this week of an uneasiness, and I'm trying to put my finger on it. Obviously, there's war and there's inflation, and maybe that's it's just that. But I think there's something spiritually churning with us. I feel like if you're a believer, there's something churning with you. If you are uh, not a believer, but I know you're listening on our program, we're really glad that you're here. I think you feel that. I think that you are asking questions. I think that there is a spiritual angst that you have. And as a believer, I would tell you, well, your spiritual angst is answered by Jesus, by Jesus on the cross, and that's where you should go to it. And then if you're a believer and you're feeling some kind of spiritual angst, but you're right in, you're right with the Lord, right with your salvation, I would say get into the Word and get into some prayer and really make sure that your hope is with the Lord. Really make sure that you're, you're armed up right? We are, it's an interesting thing when we talk about spiritual things, because we want so often to go down the road of, oh, this is what the devil's doing, and the devil's going to do this to me, and the devil's doing this. And the thing is, is that the devil is definitely active in doing things, but we're not really called to figure out specifically all the things that he's doing. We're called to be aware that he's doing things and to put on the armor of God to be prepared, to realize that the devil disguises himself. You know what the devil looks like? Maybe we don't realize this so often, but he's not a guy in in a red outfit with horns and a pitchfork and a tail. The Bible describes the devil as masquerading as an angel of light. The devil is beautiful, if you were to look at him. That's why he's deceptive. He will deceive you into believing something is true that seems right but is not right. He will deceive you into pulling you away from the gospel, pulling you away from things that are true, pulling you into things that are evil and destructive because they look good, they look healthy, they look like they're the right thing, and then they just destroy you utterly, sometimes very quickly, but other times very slowly. This is why we get into the word, that's what's happening in our world in so many different ways. All right, we're going to continue for our number two here in just a moment. You're listening to Southern California Live I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Our number is 888-528-2557. That's 888-LA-TALKS. We'll be back with Hour 2 in just a moment. Don't go away. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.